radio for the Agile community. www.agile.fm Welcome to another episode of Agile FM. Today I have a 20-year software industry veteran with me. His name is Daniel Lecanti. I'm pretty sure you have heard of him uh, from him. He has a, a long career, started as a uh, Java developer architect, and uh, for the last 15 years he had uh, really focused on lean, agile practices. He has helped develop the Kanban method for knowledge work. He's the author of two books, When Will It Be Done? Question mark, and Actionable Agile Metrics for Predictability. His Twitter handle, if you want to get in touch with him, uh, directly is Dan Vacanti, all in one word, uh, no spaces. He's the actionable agile CEO and the course steward of the PSA course, PSK course from Scrum.org. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel. Thanks, thanks for having me, Joe. I'm, I'm, I am thrilled to be here. Um, awesome. We, we, we were just talking before, you know, I can't believe we haven't gotten together and, t- and talked about some of these things that we're, we're going to talk about. So, so that's just, right. Just really, really happy to be here. That's right, and we're recording this uh, just right after the 4th of July in uh, 2020, and this, these are all the advantages being in the virtual world. We actually connect in uh, weeks like this and uh, take advantage of talking a little bit of, about Kanban and uh, super, super thrilled to not only talk with you, but also to share that with the listeners out there who might be like uh, very interested in this topic. Now, first and uh, foremost, also you're also a CEO of uh, Actionable Agile, and you're also the uh, a course steward for um, uh, Scrum.org's brand new release called, uh, well, brand new, recently released PSK course that is a professional Scrum with Kanban course, which is a new addition to their portfolio. Um, how, was, how was that experience creating this? I have a few follow-up questions for you on this one, but I'm just cu- curious about how was the experience of building this course uh, because that was a brand new thing into something which was only called Scrum so far. Yeah, it was it was um, much much less painful than you might think. I don't know if you think it's painful or not. If it should have been painful or not, but it was it was it was surprisingly I don't want to say surprisingly easy, but surprisingly straightforward. Because uh, it's one of the things that we talked about a lot when we were developing the class. It mm-hmm. was just such a natural fit between Scrum and Kanban. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that you know talking about how they they augment each other, how they complement each other, whatever you know, putting together that class. Uh, was 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 pretty pretty like I said pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't nearly as as hard as as you might think. Yeah. And we've got I think we've got pretty good feedback on it. So I think I think we've done not too bad of a job. Yeah, totally. I mean, what's what's interesting about this is and maybe this is my my personal experience working with teams uh, for all these years. Uh, there is sometimes there's this perception of it's either Scrum or Kanban. Mm-hmm. And uh, here there's a course that's Scrum with Kanban. So it's really building bridges uh, to some extent in terms of vocabulary. How's, how's your experience uh, working yeah. with teams when they hear something like that, Scrum with Kanban? Yeah, it's um, the thing is, we, you, you and I pretty much did this whole podcast before we hit the record button. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know I'm kind of repeating myself here. Um, but... Uh, you know, I, I, I say this a lot. I know a lot of people get sick and tired of me, me hearing this or me saying this, but, um, you know, if you, if you take a look at a, you know, a very mature scrum team, whatever mature means, or if you mm-hmm. take a look at a, a, you know, a very mature Kanban team, again, whatever that means to the lay person looking in from the outside, I don't think they'd be able to tell the difference. Right. I mean, you know, we're, we're you know, we're, we're talking about using, 
using professional practices to solve complex problems, you know, and at the, at the end of the day, you know, whether you're taking a scrum approach or whether you're taking um, a Kanban approach, the solution mm-hmm. you get to looks very, very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I, 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 I you know, I, I really don't know any, any distinguishing that you make, like you said, you know, yeah. versus or whatever is it's academic at best and just not useful at, yeah. uh, at worst. I mean, we, we often hear scrum teams say like, here's our scrum board, right? And it's actually not required to have a scrum board. Uh, but that is the, the that's the link, or I guess that's what people see in Kanban teams being done very effectively. And uh, they're yeah. like, why would we not do something like this? Right. So the worlds the worlds are coming together. But at the end of the day, it's it's good that we have these courses because they are building bridges uh, in the community. And at the end of the day, we're trying to build good customer solutions, and uh, and that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and, and kudos to Scrum.org for for, for mm-hmm. building those bridges, you know, because like I said, I was approached in. Uh, I don't, I don't know, 2017, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact year. Um, but um, a, a fellow PST, Louis Philippe. Um, you know, yeah, I'm sure you know Louis. Um, and uh, I, was do, I was doing a training up there in Quebec. Louis is based mm-hmm. in Quebec City. And uh, I was doing a Kanban training. And he's like, you know, Dan, you really should talk to these scrum.org guys. You know, they're, you know, I think they'd be interested in some of the things you have to say. And I'm like, what, scrum.org, what? Are you, yeah. are you nuts? Are you crazy? There's yeah. no way. Um, and, you know, I talked to them and yeah, every, every person I talked to was like, you know what? We, we, sh- we should be where, and in many ways it was surprising that we hadn't been working together. Not, not just me and scrum.org, mm-hmm. but just the Kanban and the scrum community. I mean, it had just been, you know, too, too much of us versus them for too long. And it's like, God, we're all doing the same thing. Why wouldn't we work together? Why, like you said, why mm-hmm. wouldn't we build those bridges? And it just makes total sense. To me. Yeah. Right. So we have to, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, right? In, in, in particular with this course, I mean, you're the course toward you have more insights. This is about Scrum uh, with Kanban. So this is a specific course, right? So it's not like a, a new flavor of anything. It's just like using the Scrum framework um, and then within sprints to use and utilize uh, flow. Um, uh, practices um, and uh, include those, right? So this is really a harmony between those two things, rather than a new thing that emerged out of the two, right? It's not a it's not a new process or anything for everybody who might not be familiar with this course. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly right. I mean, you, you explained that perfectly. Maybe maybe you should be the next course steward. <laughs> you did you did such a good job, uh, you know, of explaining that. But yeah, yeah, this is this is not this is not scrum ban. You know, maybe maybe people out here have heard you know out there have heard the word scrum ban. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's not that. Yeah, it's not it's not a new thing where we're kind of taking bits of scrum and taking bits of kanban and putting them together and, and making this. Yeah, absolutely right. It's it's scrum in its entirety. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not we're not. Um, we're not changing any part of Scrum. We're not eliminating any part of Scrum. It's, it's Scrum in its entirety. And it's like, yeah, how can we start layering in mm-hmm. some of these elements of flow just to make Scrum more effective, more efficient, more predictable, just, right. just you know, overall better. Yeah. So this is something I want to take as a, as a keyword here where you just said the predictability, right? Your, your book is the actionable agile metrics, right? You're mm-hmm. currently in a, a company that's actionable agile so there are some plugins as far as i understand i haven't used those with jira right but there are some some plugins it's very metric uh, oriented um how important is i mean obviously you are very interested and uh, and vocal about metrics um how important is predictability out there for for organizations i mean we are living in a complex world you mentioned that earlier and um and we're having these empirical processes behind it but how important is 
predictability for organizations are there, and this could be agile or non-agile. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, not not to oversell it, but it's it's extremely important, but probably not for the reasons that you might that most people might think why it would it would be important. Um, it's one of the uh, a, a very good friend of mine. Um, his name is is Bennett Ballot. Um, he used to work for a company called uh, Siemens HS Siemens Health Services, um, and he brought me in. I don't know, 10 years ago to work with them about a, you know, about a, a, you know, a Kanban initiative that they were having. And one of the very first conversations I had with Bennett, I was like, okay, Bennett, sit, you know, if you were to, if we were to talk about your organization, you would tell me what, what are the top three things mm-hmm. that your organization cares about, you know, um, that they're, they're most interested in that if, if we're successful, that this will, this will be the best. And he's like, he's like, well, Dan, you know, that's really, really easy. Mm-hmm. The top three things that they care about are, Predictability, predictability, and predictability. <laughs> um, and 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 so it's like, and most people think about predictability from the perspective of, uh, you know, we need to be absolutely 100% accurate, 100% precise in terms of any forecast, you know, that we give, and we need to be able, right? That's how most people think about predictability, and that's that's okay. I mean, that's an okay definition, but really, I think the reason you want to strive for predictability is. Um, uh, believe it or not, it, sound, it sounds really kind of awkward, but when you talk about continuously improving a process, the steps that you take to continuously improve your process, you're kind of going to get that predictability stuff for mm-hmm. free, right? And this is a lot of stuff. Th- th- these are a lot of concepts that we talk about in, in PSK mm-hmm. is, um, you know, your predictability in terms of, uh, you know, of being able to, like I said, say what we're going to do when we say we're going to do it. Um, you kind of have to take a different take on what that what that really means mm-hmm. um but uh but but you'll get there and I, I really do think you know psk specifically and kanban more in general right um are are necessarily necessary tools to be able to achieve that right i think it's uh like in the in the very early days you know of agile there was this there was this push towards like well it's a value-driven process we really don't know exactly what we're going to deliver and when and for many people that was just not satisfactory as an answer mm-hmm. And they were holding on to some project management practices, right? Old school waterfall kind of, you know, managing time schedules, et cetera, just to have that feeling of predictability, <laughs> even though it was not real, you know, Absolutely. like the yeah. 70% updates and stuff. Right. And um, so, so that's not what you mean. I just want to be absolutely clear. Right. So there's a different Abs- form of predictability. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's more, when I talk about predictability, it's more of a recognition or maybe even um, an embrace of the mm-hmm. fact that the future is uncertain. Yeah. Right. That this idea that with absolute clarity, with absolute, you know, like I said, um, precision and accuracy that we can forecast the future mm-hmm. is, as you just said, it's false. I mean, we, we like to have that feeling that it's true, but it's, it's, it's just not true. So yeah. the second that you embrace this fact that there's uncertainty in any type of forecast that we give and whatever, that there's uncertainty, um, it just frees you up in terms of all kinds of things that you can do with this, with this predictability concept. Mm-hmm. So it's not, yeah, it's not predictability in the classic mm-hmm. project management sense of the world. It's more, let's embrace uncertainty. Let's recognize that's a part of our world and let's use it to our advantage. Yeah. Well, it's very, it's very similar to my weather forecast on my phone, right? So uh, yeah. sometimes I look at my weather and it's just like a 30% chance of rain. I mean, what do I do with this piece of information, right? So I like 100% rain, you know, or 0% rain, but like the 30% is like, I really can't plan my day around this, um, you know, yeah, well, likeliness. 
Um, but so 90% of it already better. So that's very strong. <laughs> like, that's, what? You're, but see, you're getting to the essence of predictability. I mean, just in that statement right there, you're, you're getting to the essence of it because it, it really comes down to, honestly, uh, risk management. We should probably do a whole podcast just on, on risk management. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we have this information, you know, so 30% versus 90%. You said, well, I can't plan my, my day around 30%. It's like, well, how much risk are you willing to live with? Mm-hmm. You know, for 30%, are you willing to plan outdoor activities? Are you willing to carry around an umbrella or whatever? Yeah. Versus if it's 90%, you know, and, and whether you have that information, 90% versus 30%, mm-hmm. you should act, right? You should take different yeah. actions, right? That's the whole actionable part of, of yeah. actionable agile. You will take different actions based on, mm-hmm. on that, that your assessment of risk based on that information. So yeah. that's exactly what we're talking about. When that's we're right. right? I also heard that, uh, and that's just based on empirical and like uh, in the weather and that's just all better business. I heard that the, um, the 10 day forecast we have these days is as good in terms of quality as the one day forecast. What was that 30 years ago? Yep. Uh, so like we, our, our tools have improved, right? So we are getting better in what we're doing and we're learning and we're building some more context and you know, what we have is yep. gut feeling and we have so much gut feeling now among so many people out there and so many scrum masters and coaches, et cetera. Uh, out there, so we're learning more. So I think that's all benefiting, but it's just not a guarantee yet. Exactly. Well, I mean, and you know, we we were. Oh, sorry, I interrupted. But we we were we were talking before about how we both have a tie to South Florida, mm-hmm. um, and you know, ever since I moved down here, and this is something that I explore a lot in my second book. When will it be done? Um, when, I, when the second I moved to South Florida, I became intensely interested in hurricane predictions. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, sure. okay, you know, it's like it's like sooner or later, you know, yeah. a hurricane's going to come along and. I, I want to understand how they're making those predictions and hurricanes are the same way. You know, I think their, their predictions now, um, their, you know, four day prediction now is better than their one day prediction. Mm-hmm. And they keep, I don't know, you know, um, you know, the cone forecast that they do, they keep narrowing that cone because, you know, they're getting better and better and better. But mm-hmm. if, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, you want to talk about complex, try to forecast the path of a hurricane, you know? oh, yeah. but, but yet they're doing it. Um, and there are things that we can learn from that. Yeah. Well, it is important, right? Because these surroundings, in this case, people who are living in your area are really benefiting from that information. So we rather live in terms of risk. I rather live with some partial information and that gives me a yeah. tool to make some decisions. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's literally life, life and death. And, life and death, right. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and you're right. Some, some information is better than other and we just, we just need, to, mm-hmm. need to know that, that, that we'll never be certain in that, in that arena. Yeah. So uh, another thing I wanted to touch on with you is, um, um, well, that's, that's another thing I hear very often. And again, I'm just like testing and see what kind of uh, reaction you have to this if you share this thing uh, as well. Uh, I heard can- scrum teams actually converting to Kanban. Mm-hmm. Um, and they usually, and that's what I hear very often. And unfortunately, when they then do the transition, uh, I hear something different. Uh, they say it's because we're going to Kanban because it's so much easier. Yeah. And uh, yeah. when they're doing it, uh, they're realizing based on other things, yes, less rules, less, there's no guide per se, right? So, uh, but it's, I, I feel like it's, and I'm, I'm teaching Kanban courses myself, it is harder to do, uh, especially if we're adding like the, the component of self-organization into the mix. I think, uh, um, you know, like, so for example, uh, there's, there's no role of a Kanban master or scrum master, which I always find ironic. Um, so sometimes I use the word flow master. 
Um, yeah. Like that, just to give people an orientation of what it is. But it, at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like it's harder to do. How do, how do you, how do you think about that? Yeah. I, the, 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 I mean, that's, that's a, that's a really interesting conversation, whether, whether it's, whether Kanban is harder or easier than Scrum. I think I probably, if you held a gun to my head, I think I'd probably come, come down on the side that it is harder than yes. Scrum for all the reasons that you talked about, you know, there's, there's no guide, there's no, no defined roles. There's no, mm. you've just got so many more opportunities to hurt yourself in Kanban because there, there aren't really those, those guardrails, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people think, you know, and you know, you, I, you get this with Scrum a lot too, but a lot of people think, ah, oh, Kanban, you're just sticking post-it notes on the, up on a whiteboard and oh, we're doing Kanban, you know, and they don't understand how hard it is to limit work or to control work in progress. They don't understand how hard it is to manage that work in progress according to some, some um, defined service level expectation. You know, they don't understand, you know, the importance of batch sizes and queues and all this stuff to flow so that we're optimizing value continuously. That's, that's, that stuff is really, really hard. And, um, you know, I don't want to say it's, um, you know, hidden is the wrong word. I don't want to say those things are hidden by Scrum. But, you know, like I said, you, you, you do have a lot more, um, you know, if I can say, again, you know, kind of guardrails in Scrum to keep yourself from, yeah. from getting in trouble, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's more, it's more defined. I mean, there is a guide, right, so, which explains to at least the basics of the framework to some extent. And then you still have to behave in those, but those guards do not exist um, in Kanban, which makes it extremely versatile and uh, um, useful in a, in a variety of contexts, right? But mm-hmm. uh, on the other side, it's when teams like this turn this uh, Kanban board into their personal to-do list and don't necessarily think about value or st- stuff like this. So um, it's definitely easier to learn, right? Um, <laughs> but um, I would say, you know, from a, from a theoretical perspective, like there's less terms, there's less things, but it is hard to do. Like, um, and I think I wanted to, you know, talk about this with you on this on this podcast. If people out there listening to it and saying, "Hey, we're we're going to Kanban, we struggle," it's like there's a lot of teams that struggle um, yeah. starting with Kanban. It's 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 hard, and it's one of the reasons why I like teaching the PSK so much mm-hmm. because I really do believe it's kind of the the best of both worlds, you know, if, if you will. So I, you know, I get we get everything that that is good about Scrum, and we can layer in everything that's good about Kanban, and it makes. You know, number one, it makes a class that is is hopefully easily digestible mm-hmm. um, and and easily implementable. You know that, that people can walk away from that PSK and you know have some idea of okay, yeah, I, I get this, I get how I'm going to do this in my organization. You know, and, and guess what? I don't have to throw out all the the Scrum stuff, all, all the good Scrum stuff that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean yeah, Kanban just just in and of itself. To, to really be doing what I would call Kanban, yeah, it's 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 nowhere near as um, a, a, as easy as as people might think. Yeah, and so it's 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 a shame if people have that mindset that oh yeah we're going to do Kanban because it's easier because that's probably not, not yeah. true. Yeah, when you say Kanban, we we mean Kanban method, right? So for knowledge work, mm-hmm. uh, actually that's that's a good clarification. No, I abs- absolutely one hundred percent. Oh, sorry, did I lose you? I think I lost you. Oh, um, sorry. I, I 100% do not mean the Kanban method. 100, yeah. So I just, I just, yeah, I just got to okay. be clear about that. Okay. Um, I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about Kanban. Kanban. Um, I like how you framed it, you know, because you're talking about Kanban from a flow perspective, and that's really what more what I mean when I'm talking about Kanban is, mm-hmm. is flow. Yeah. Kanban method. Just, for, just for the listeners, that's something else out there that honestly I'd, I'd rather not talk about. If yeah. 
if, if okay. we can stay away from that a little all bit. right no it's like uh <laughs> there's there's so many camps right and uh yeah. in, in yeah. some camps refer to kanban to just calling whatever kanban right and yeah. uh, there are something behind it right so there's also yeah. uh, if you look at lean uh, production systems it could mm -hmm. be kanban mm -hmm. could be a signaling card in a Yep. The production process and that would not be something we would be referring here to um on, on this podcast right and what we're talking about Kanban. no it's absolutely cool um there are some uh, practices that have been introduced to the kanban method and, and stuff i know you all want to talk about it but this this there's a lot going on in the world of kanban right um and i think there's a lot of hype and excitement so i think that psk course is going to satisfy a lot of thirst um, oh, yeah i hope so yeah 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 in this in this topic now, where do you see um, I have a couple of uh, questions around your your vision around this uh, this topic, right? You, you're writing books. You see, obviously, you've done a lot of work in the Kanban space. Um, business agility, um, mm -hmm. and uh, that is a growing topic recently. Lots of questions, lots of you know consortiums, et cetera, et cetera. I've podcasted mm -hmm. quite a bit around this topic. Um, how do you see um, Kanban fit into that journey right now? Obviously. We can't really predict the future, right? Fully, yeah. but uh, maybe yeah. there are some trends you see out there. Yeah, well, uh, and this is um, so when we, we if if there's a uh, if there's an Achilles heel to Scrum, and I may you know, heels the wrong the wrong metaphor, um, but you know if if there is that weakness, if you will, in Scrum, it's the fact that it's oriented around this idea of a team. Um, and as we were talking about before, there's so many contexts out there mm -hmm. that where people are working together, but they probably don't fit, you know, a strict definition of a team It's certainly not the maybe more kind of the scrum definition of a team. Mm -hmm. um, so at some point, you're going to run into a context, especially if we're talking about, you know, solving complex problems, we're talking about scaling, we're talking about and, and business agility, at some point, you're, you're going to run into a context where this idea of a team doesn't necessarily really hold anymore. Um, but yet we still need a solution. We still need to be able to solve those complex problems. We still need to be able to, you know, work together to, to optimize value for our customers. We still need to do that. And I, th I really do think that's where, that's where Kanban shines. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, when, when, you know, when you have a team operating in a, in a complex environment, scrums, you know, probably as good a choice as any, uh, the yeah. second you don't have that, you know, now we're have to start looking looking for something else, and I think I think Kanban would, would fill that void very 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 nicely. Mm -hmm. Well, so so I had, for example, I had uh, in the agile transformation space, um, in particular, I found Kanban to be extremely effective. Um, you know, just for talking about planning horizons or specific uh, roles in Scrum, um, I'm. I'm Personally, I'm not a big fan of replacing terms in Scrum with something else that creates confusion in an organization, et cetera, right? So yeah. I want to keep the lingo clean. Um, but um, on the other side, that causes in some areas, if let's say you're going into HR or you're going into uh, finance or something like that, uh, different departments, um, with all the issues we just talked about in terms of it's hard to do, right? Mm -hmm. It does provide more... Uh, flexibility and how the process could and how agility could be achieved within these um, uh, departments, let's say, or in these groups and eventually business as a whole. So there, there was uh, definitely some benefits on this process. I don't know if you share the same thing. Yeah, for, for sure. And the, and the thing is, the and the principles that we're talking about from, from a common perspective, um, and this is maybe why they are decept deceptively, deceptively simple, because mm -hmm. we're talking about, you know what, 
in general, it's better to visualize your work than to not visualize your work. You know, whether you're working in HR or marketing or finance or whatever, generally speaking, it's better to visualize your work than to not visualize your work. You know, let's, let's control the number of things that we're working on, right? You know, as an individual, it's probably, or as a team, it's probably better for only working on a couple of things rather than trying to work on 150 things, right? Mm -hmm. Again, that's applicable whether we're talking about HR, marketing, whatever. And so if you, you know, if you go through the, the practices of, of, of Kanban, yeah. um, you know, that, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, they're, they're really kind of, you know, strategies for effective ways of working that mm-hmm. are really kind of independent of any specific domain. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. And that makes it so universally um, yeah. applicable for, for teams out there to look at this, this process. Awesome. What is your, as a course steward, and it's more like towards this, the end of our recording here, is like, mm-hmm. what's, your, what's your vision as a, as a course steward and the, the course, the professional scrum with Kanban, the PSK you mentioned a few times, right? What's your... Yeah. What's your vision for this course and for the community? I, um, I know Scrum.org has a rotating stewardship model, mm-hmm. so you're not mm-hmm. going to be that forever. Um, no. But, um, but may- maybe you still have a vision you would like to see being carried on. Well, I mean, obviously, my, my vision would be that every PST, every Scrum.org PST, get their PSK certification and be teaching this class. Right? <laughs> but um, from, 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 a, from a class perspective, not selfishly, from a class perspective itself, um, my frustration with PSK is that, you know, it, it really is only a, a two-day class. Uh, and so we don't get to, to do a deep dive in some, of the, in some of the things that we just talked about, you know, end-to-end business agility. How do, how do you scale your Kanban system beyond just the Scrum team? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how, do we, how do we talk about extending it into other parts of the organization? Um, you know, we don't, we don't really get to do a deep dive into things like probabilistic forecasting and how the metrics of, of Kanban can really help help you with predictability and things like this. There's so many things that I wish we could, but we just had a cut because, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a two day class. So um, my vision would be again, kind of selfishly, you know, some, some like type of PSK two or whatever, where we get a chance to sure. talk about some of these things that, um, you know, unfortunately because of, because of time constraints, um, yeah. we, we just didn't get an opportunity to in, in the regular PSK class. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the case for for all of those courses out there these days, right? And especially yeah. in the, the yeah. two day segment, right? It is very short; you can't really go deep. But maybe that's yeah. the approach, right? Taking a PSK two and maybe take that as the deeper dive and take deep topics. Yeah. And you definitely have the foundation for it. Uh, you have these two books just for the listeners who want to carry on with this thought uh, from from Dan. When will it be done? And actionable agile metrics for predictability. Um, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time here with me and uh, of course with the listeners out there that are possibly interested not only in Kanban or Scrum, but possibly also Scrum with Kanban uh, and the, the PSK training. Um, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Joe, thank you very much for the invitation to be here. I'm so, so glad that we get this happen. We, you know, we talk about in the, in the world we live in here in middle of 2020. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird how you know, I, I'm able, I'm able to connect with people that maybe I wouldn't have otherwise con- connected with. So right. I just want to say thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to be on your show. I hope people awesome. got something out of it. Thank you for listening to Agile FM, the radio for the Agile community. I'm your host, Joe Krebs. If you're interested in more programming and additional podcasts, please go to www.agile.fm. Talk to you soon. Thank you.